And it's go time. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Changing things up a little bit. I see. I see. Trying new things. Yeah. It's always good to try new things. This is true. Yeah. For example, this week you tried something new and I tried something new. And then now we're having a podcast about it. What? We do it. We do that every <laughs> week. We have a whole podcast about trying new things. <laughs> Oh, I get what you mean. I was like, huh? What did I try? That was yeah, me. you're not not very entertained by the attempt I made there. but no, my, my brain is not properly functioning at the moment. <laughs> well, but excited to be back. Yes, very excited to be back. Welcome to the Content Swap Podcast, the podcast where Aaliyah and I share a piece of content with one another, and then we share our thoughts with each other mm-hmm. at the end of the week, and also bring some notes. Yeah. Some fun facts. Like, yeah, fun facts that we found out. Yeah. Um, this week's a little, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> a bit tricky. Yeah. So last episode, if you listened, which hopefully you did, um, but last episode, so we decided to do an 80s themed. Mm-hmm. You assigned me Escape from New York mm-hmm. and I assigned you Heathers. Mm-hmm. If anyone has seen Heathers, it's quite a movie. Yeah. Um, and given the current situation of things that have happened this past week yes um it's just not an appropriate movie to talk about it would be very insensitive yes um and yeah we we did watch the movie and both of us were just kind of like no absolutely Mm -hmm. not we watched it last night and about 10 minutes in there was a part where i was like i don't think we should yeah no no i'm not i don't want to provide there's just i i quickly had a feeling of like oh this is gonna be tough to talk about well maybe i just don't talk about that thing but then the whole movie just ended up being like a spiral of that so and yeah it did when you suggested that we skip it and do something else i was a bit relieved yes so we will thought thought it was for the best yeah we will still have two movies I instead assigned Steel Magnolias. Yes, which um, we watched this morning. Yes. So it's very fresh. <laughs> yes. So that's what we're going to do. It sucks that this is the world we live in and these are the things that are happening. Right. Um, it's terrible and we truly as a society need to do so much more about this. Right. Um, but without getting into all of that... Right. This is going to be a little bit of an escapism. So. Yes, this isn't about that. Yes. This is about the movies that we watched that we're yes. sharing with each other. So with that in mind, I was assigned to watch Steel Magnolias. This Woo-hoo. movie, I this movie was on my watch list. I kind of had just was it really? forgotten. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. I just kind of forgot that it existed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was released in 1989. It has Julia Roberts, Sally Field, Dolly Parton, Daryl Hannah. And Dylan McDermott. Those are all the names of the people in the movie you whose names two I knew. And then there's Miss Weezer and Miss Clary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know their names in real life. Miss Clary, I wrote this down. That's she's played by Olympia Dukakis. Okay. Um, and then Weezer's played by Shirley McLean, which I knew her face. I could not think of her actual Shirley name. Shirley McLean. Okay. I've seen her in so much stuff and I love her. All right. Well, they yeah, Julie Roberts plays Shelby. Sally Field is Malin, 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 my Marilyn, Malin. Dolly Parton plays Truvy. Daryl Hannah is Anel, and Dylan McDermott is Jackson. And then there's Miss Weezer and Miss Clary. Those are basically all the key characters. And then there's mm-hmm. Drum, who is Shelby's dad. So Sally Field is uh, Julia Roberts's 
mother and um the the movie opens up on the day that uh shelby julie roberts is getting married to jackson and this all takes place in louisiana and they are setting up this whole big wedding and that's just kind of like the thing and then daryl hannah shows up and she's kind of She's been asked by Dolly Parton because Dolly, Dolly Parton runs like a salon. Um, she's been asked by Dolly Parton to come help her out because she needs to like do people's hair and their nails and things like that. Um, so Daryl Hannah comes and helps because she worked at the trade school for all of that. And she's like a nervous wreck. And she, um, well, I'll get more into her later. But yeah, <laughs> basically like she shows up and then like, all the the main six women are all like at the uh, salon, and Julia Roberts is like talking about her wedding that she's about to have. She's like, "Oh, like I want to have grandchildren. I want to like be on my porch and see my grandkids and be like, no, stop that, haha. <laughs> you know, like just you know, grow old and be happy." And you can see some uneasiness on Sally Field's face. And Sally Field, I so when I saw that, I was like, my first thought was like, oh, does Sally Field have regrets about her own life? But then, no, you find out that Julia Roberts is actually diabetic. And there's this part where it seems like she's about to, when I was first watching it, it like she's sitting there, she's getting her hair done, and all the other women are kind of focused on something. She's sitting there in the chair by herself, and it looks like she's about to have a panic attack. And I was like, whoa, she is like full on having a panic attack right now. Um, but then it ended up seeming way worse than a panic attack because she was like shake like when when they noticed her, she was like mm-hmm. shaking her head. She was like, no, mama. Bleh. Yeah, she's, um, like, really sweaty, like, she yeah. like, can't really control her, like, body. And that's, right, and that's when they clarify that she's a diabetic and needs insulin. And when they explained it as that, I, my reaction was, I was like, this seems way crazier than that. Unless I have no idea how diabetes really works or, like, what it looks yeah. like when things get extreme. But also I'm wondering too, because of the time, if right. maybe there wasn't the same kind of medicines and things that we have now but it was in, to control it. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, it was 1989. Yeah. Like the movie takes place in 1989. Like, yeah. They say that But I feel like now 80s. we have so many, so much technology to check your blood sugar. That's to true. like do all of that, that kind of stuff. We yeah. have like insulin shots and things. So, okay. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, but yeah. Because I, I, I remember that she was sick when I like... Last time I saw the movie, I love this movie. I've seen it so many times with my mom, but it's been a, a while before since I've seen it. And I remember she was sick, and I couldn't remember what it was. And so when that happened, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, like, I remember this. And they said diabetes, and I was like, oh, it was that? Like, that was what it yeah, was? Yeah, <laughs> that was my reaction, too. So, like, this whole movie, um, you know, takes place in the South, and it really just, like, follows, you know, all of these characters. And they're just, like, living their lives and just kind of watching the movie in general is very relaxing because it just feels like these real relationships where people are just interacting and it's a Mm -hmm. small community and they all just care about each other and they all have their own gossip and they're all, you know, (laughs) what's the tea on everybody else. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I, I really like that. It was, it's very comforting to watch despite it getting like really sad at parts because of, um, Julia Roberts's character being diabetic and that kind of like, you know, coming in and out of the story as, uh, you know, yeah, something that's impacting 
the lives of other people. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of like the, well, that's, that's like a brief gist of the movie, but kind of getting back to like that part where she was freaking out in the nail salon. Um, yeah. So I definitely thought that like it was something worse than diabetes. Cause I was, again, based on, you know, what you just said, I would, you know, I was like, yeah, is it, was it like, is having like a, what I don't even know what to call that, like a diabetes yeah. attack, an yeah. insulin deprivation attack. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and it, well, regardless, I mean, yeah, that really just kind of showed me how little I knew about diabetes. Um, uh, I will say, as you know, as an aside, uh, while they're setting up this wedding, the husband, um, her, well, <laughs> sorry, the um, Julia Roberts' uh, dad, he's. Mm-hmm. Because they're having this, they're setting everything up at like their at their house, and Sally Field, the mom, uh, asked the dad to take care of all these birds that are in the tree, and so his solution is to like shoot blanks um, out of his gun at the birds to try and scare them off, um, which is just so hilarious because he's just like they're all setting things up, and you just hear gunshots in the background, and everybody's like, ugh. Um, and they didn't clarify till later that he was shooting blanks, but I was like. I was like, is he just shooting bullets in the sky? Like, that's going to hit somebody on the way down. Like, what's, huh? And then at one point, he and uh, his, his sons, um, they, like, go and get a crossbow. They're like, oh, we found the arrows. And immediately when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, this is where, like, you know, the drama and the tragedy of the movie begins. <laughs> They're going to shoot an arrow at the tree, and it's going to go flying through the air, and it's going to hit somebody, and somebody's going to die. And, like, they're actually going to kill somebody. <laughs> and then I wrote, because this Miss Weezer character had just shown up, and she, like, immediately introduces herself as, like, just awful. Um, though, I, you know, I love Miss Weezer. By the end of the movie, she's, you know, she is the way she is because of just life life yeah um but she's like that crabby woman that lives across the street with the dog that's like losing hair because it's so stressed out she claims and it's because of like the gunshots and um yeah but she uh so when i when i had this whole like oh no, they're going to shoot an arrow and it's going to kill somebody. I was like, I bet it's Miss Weezer. She's oh a menace. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> You're like so far from like what actually happened. That does not end up happening at all. It turns out, um, you know, just kidding. They used a suction cup arrow, which as soon as I saw the suction cup arrow, I was like, oh, that's not going to kill anybody. Um, and they put firecrackers on it and then they launched that into the tree and that got all of the birds out. And I was like, oh, okay. This is not a thing I need to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um so yeah at some point during this whole wedding situation uh we find out that daryl hannah's daryl hannah is a, is a woman i feel like i need to clarify that because her first name's daryl but um yeah she she plays anel i'm not really using anybody's character names i'm mostly just going off the actors i apologize but uh, Daryl Hannah's husband apparently she was married, but it might be it wasn't it might have not even been a legitimate marriage, and her husband just like up and left a week before, and so he's like a criminal, I guess. And so I I saw that and I was like, whoa, how's that gonna come back later? Is he gonna come and like, you know, ruin things in the future? And he's gonna pop back up and whoa, oh no, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, <laughs> he, they just. They put him away off screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But he didn't and need to come just, back. He didn't need... Well, he, yeah. yeah. The, like, the... After the wedding, there's, like, a time jump. And, like, she is just, like, all better. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, all more confident. She's like, oh, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I've been doing the hair at the hair salon with Dolly mm-hmm. Parton. Things are great. Yeah. I mean, she talks a little bit about, like, her journey. Like, because the yeah. whole reason is, like, to see her growth. Because she, yeah, like... she does grow. Yeah. She, like, starts off very, like anxiety ridden and just like kind of like all over the place not sure what she's doing yep she's left with nothing because her husband took everything she she had oh yeah took all the money the jewelry yeah and And so yeah and so then you see like her growth from like that moment to as she continues yeah well um it becomes very clear that uh sally field does not want uh julia roberts to have kids because well, of her condition that, yeah it's not even that she doesn't want well it's not even just that she doesn't well, want it but the doctor's like you should not yeah like, yeah this was going to end badly yeah you do. right it, at this point in the movie they had you know they phrased it to make us believe that they said that you know it's impossible for them to have kids mm-hmm. um turns out it is possible but what the doctor meant was like you shouldn't have kids mm-hmm. um so for those reasons, Sally Field, her mom, is like, don't have kids. Um, and so as a result of just like all of these conversations, I am watching this movie because as I said, it's like very relaxing and I'm just enjoying it. I'm able to just kind of chill. But I'm also thinking, when is Julia Roberts going to like pop at, you know, at mm-hmm. any moment? Um, mm-hmm. Because it, it does happen. Now, the wedding finishes, everything goes well, you know, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, and there's like a time jump where now it's like Christmas time. And I wrote, uh, you know, the wedding's over, things are calm, but this is a movie. So there has to be drama in it. There's <laughs> drama coming. <laughs> um, and yeah, the drama, I mean, it's, it doesn't even be end up being like too much drama, uh, that soon Mm -hmm. so we find out certain things just about the characters you know so like as i said daryl hannah you know come christmas time she's doing better she's feeling more confident um we get a chance to talk with dolly parton's husband Um, wait before we get to dolly parton's husband one of my favorite scenes of this whole movie is when daryl hannah or anelle it's like they're walking through this fair and she's like, oh my gosh, my contact fell oh, out. Yeah. Nobody moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, nobody moved. Nobody moved. It's like, whoa, whoa. She's but like, she's my like, my contact. contact. My contact fell out. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was. It's so funny. It is funny. That, yeah. Um, well, so yeah, we meet Dolly Parton's husband. Um, his name is Spud. Spud. And he's all bitter because he can't get contracts for work. Mm-hmm. Um and I was thinking, like, oh no, Spud's gonna end up being abusive or something. Oh no, my goodness. no. <laughs> I just came up with so many theories about all these characters. Like, oh, this is gonna I feel like happen. Everyone will have um, trauma. Yeah, and it's like, no, no. They're just a small community that loves each other. Like that's it. Um, well, uh, Julie Roberts gets pregnant, and I was like, what? Well, but she shouldn't be able to get pregnant because I, I me as a viewer did not know that the mm-hmm. advice was don't have kids not you can't have kids mm-hmm. um now yeah her and sally field they have a whole fight julia roberts thinks that it'll actually help a whole lot um but sally you know mama she's telling her like there are limits to what you can do 
and she's just super worried about it. And I, so it was around this point, and again, uh, further, um, further evidence for how little I actually understand how diabetes works. Um, I was starting to theorize, like, is she, does she actually have, like, some kind of mental instability, but they're telling everybody that it's diabetes mm. so that it's, you know, so that they can avoid the stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is a part later on where we find out in the nail salon that she has been like picking at her skin with her nails, but, and they say it's because of her dialysis. I, that was like, I'm pretty sure it was actually because of her dialysis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again. <laughs> I shows what little I know because I was like that just kind of seems like self-harming behavior no I think that was like like Sally feel was like making a joke of like because they were like she was like oh should we tell our secret and because Dolly was like oh what are you doing like putting nails in your skin or whatever and then Sally feel was like yeah she's putting nails in her skin and then she's like no it's my dialysis I think it was just like Sally Field being like yep that's oh. it like type of thing yeah <laughs> okay, well yeah sometimes they take two things uh too literally <laughs> <laughs> shoot okay well yeah <laughs> because of all that i was i was starting to have that theory um but uh yeah no it quickly just became clear like no this is just she just straight mm-hmm. up has diabetes uh well let's see yeah there's a part where they make an announcement that she's pregnant and like nobody knows that she has diabetes except for like these six women who all like to hang out at the hair salon mm-hmm. um and so, you know, it's, it's Christmas time. They make the announcement to everybody and Sally Field is all concerned about it. And all of her friends are like, aren't you happy? Like you said she couldn't have kids, but like she's going to have one. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And um, Sally Field is like, no, it's this. She shouldn't have kids. And that's when we find out. And we're like, oh, oh, no. Um, but there's this there's this moment there where like, you know, all the women they put their hands in together and they're all just like, there's just like this camaraderie between all of them. That's like, well, we're going to help each other out. We've got your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, dang, what a sweet moment. <laughs> that's the South for you, baby. Yeah, no, I just, I, 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 yeah, I just, I, I really was like, mm-hmm. go them. Mm-hmm. So, Moving along into the future. <laughs> now we jump to like what I'm going to assume is a year and a half later because they said the baby was due in July um, and it was Christmas and now they're celebrating the kid's first birthday. So they had the kid. He's having his birthday. Um, and then Shelby says that she wants to cut her hair short. Um, and again, I was like, this is a very impulsive decision. Seems more like a mental instability thing. Um, guess not. (laughs) Yeah, I went, I went, I know I really just (laughs) dove into nothing. Uh Uh, yeah, but you know, she goes and she says like, she wants Dolly Parton to cut her hair and she wants it to be short and Dolly Parton cuts her hair and she makes it short Mm -hmm. and then Julie Roberts gets really emotional about it. And I couldn't tell if she hated it or not, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that I did. <laughs> it's a very 80s yeah, short haircut. It's not my favorite haircut. <laughs> and it doesn't look great on Julie Roberts. Julie Roberts is beautiful, but not in that haircut. <laughs> That's- 
Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Um, Now, it's around this time we find out that Anel, Daryl Hannah's character, um, she is just praying all the time. Um, And everybody's making fun of her for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, She she really got into religion after all the kind of craziness that happened in her life yeah which you know is is fair you know that that makes yeah. total sense and all of them like they do go to church on sunday and everything but they are all just like from this point on for the rest of the movie they just like make fun of her like why don't you take your uh bible and shove it up where the sun don't shine kind of thing of course that's that's a comment from weezer which weezer will say all kinds of things right. Weezer's like the least religious of all of them right. like they're right. like she doesn't really go to church things like that right um yeah, but like Anel is, she's so devoted to her faith that she like won't even let her boyfriend, husband. I, I think at this point they're maybe engaged. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, she won't let her partner like keep beer in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, "Dang, that's <laughs> that's yeah, okay." Um, <laughs> that honestly, throughout the whole movie, I'm like. Why are they together? Like they didn't. Oh not yeah, seem they like seem a, match a weird couple. Yeah, like, they they meet at Julie Roberts's uh, wedding because yeah. he offered her a cherry coke, or she, he he was like, "What do you? What would you like to drink?" And she was like, "A cherry coke." Yeah, uh, yeah. The whole rest of the movie, they kind of he just like is like he's just angry there. about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's always mad about something, and she's like, "Do this, do that," type of thing. Yeah. But like, what something that I enjoyed about this movie was that it's really not from the perspective of any of the men. It's all, it's like celebrating yeah. these southern women. I have honest. Okay, so actually, this is based off of a play, right? And I think in the play there are no male characters. I'm oh. if I've read that correctly. Yeah, there are no male characters, and it's just centered around these women. Okay. Mm-hmm. But for the movie, they like threw in male characters. That makes sense. Um. Well, let's see what I got here. Um, Spud seemed to be in a better mood at this point. <laughs> I was like, oh, Spud. All right. He's not, he seems like a good guy. All mm-hmm. right, Spud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there was this, okay, there's this scene where they're like at the hospital. There's like no prior context for it, but the doctor just kind of comes out and says like, looks good. So I'm assuming that there was What do you mean like, there's no context for it? That was, that was when she had her kidney transplant huh <laughs> were you not paying attention at no point did i catch the when fact they, that she was going to be having talk- a kidney transplant no when you when they t- were in the salon and talking about her dialysis in the in the in her arm um they talk about she's like yeah i my kidneys aren't like working properly i need a kidney transplant and they were like oh like you, you gotta get a kidney and so then the mom's like, I'm giving her my kidney. And so at the doctor, this is when they're like, it oh. looks good because they did the kidney <laughs> transplant. That clarifies so much. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pick up on any of that. I was yeah. too busy theorizing about, about mental, mental illness. illness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> so. Okay. So then she... Does she work at the hospital though? She also, yeah, she also works. She works within like the baby, like nursing. Okay. Part. <laughs> I was very confused. I was like, I was like, oh, is she leaving? <laughs> this is how deep it went. I, I was like, oh, she's leaving, and she's she's wearing like a she's wearing scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, is she 
an inpatient. Oh my gosh. The psych ward. They literally said the beginning of the movie before they get married. She's like, I want to keep my job as a nurse. And remember her mom was like, oh, I keep telling her to not work. Yeah. 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 I just, I just you kept went looking down at, a rabbit I know, hole. I just kept looking at her whole character, like, uh-uh, she oh is unhinged. She was not at all. Oh. Well, I, yeah, I, I think I'm just really, um, this is a, cla- this is a, yeah, this is a perfect example of, I'm just very, um, in tune with the mental illness world because that's just the field that I work in. So I was You're probably diagnosing everybody. Yeah, I was probably diving a little <laughs> too deep. I'm not a formal clinician or anything like that. I just I work for a company or an agency. Um, but yeah, I think I yeah I was just diving too deep. <laughs> You're like missing the actual story. Yeah, you created your own. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, yeah, I was like, is it mental illness? Is it something more extreme? Is it diabetes and mental illness? Because well, then she was in a coma, um, and she become she she goes into a coma because there's uh, she's well she's at home with Jack Jr. Um, and Jackson is at work, I'm assuming. And then she just kind of like starts to, I guess she's got like low insulin and then she starts to like fall over and then Jack comes home and Jack Jr. is like on the floor crying and she like left the stove on and she's just like passed out outside trying to like make a phone call. Um, and, um... Yeah, I, again, like she, yeah, she went into a coma and I was just like, I just have no idea how diabetes really works. I know that it's like, Mm -hmm. you don't, your body can't like regulate insulin as well or produce Mm -hmm. insulin. Um, and there's like a blood, blood sugar component to it. Mm -hmm. But I just like, when it comes to, I've never really seen anything where it like depicts a character that is like Mm -hmm. being impacted Mm -hmm. by the fact that they have diabetes um, to the point where they would like have these like attacks Mm -hmm. or go into a coma and eventually like pass away because she does end up Mm -hmm. in this coma and they eventually end up taking her off life support. Um, mm-hmm. And what what happened was the kidney that she got, it, her body didn't take it. Like, it, uh, yeah, it, like, rejected the kidney. So, uh, yeah, so that's how she ended up going through all that. Shoot. Well, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was very sad. Um, and I think it was especially sad just because as i said like i was expecting this movie to be more of like a movie and less than like people just living their lives Mm -hmm. and because of the fact that it was more so like these people are really just like living their lives there's Mm -hmm. no you know there's no thing that you're supposed to try and catch or anything like that it's just like just Mm -hmm. watch as they're living Mm -hmm. um so because it was that, it mm-hmm. felt like more real that this like person mm-hmm. is now passing away. And yeah. you could like see how that impacted the people, like mm-hmm. the community. Um, 
you get so emotionally tied to every single person. Right. Like I was bawling my eyes out. <laughs> it's so sad to watch it. And it's sad because like she was such an amazing person and you just like want her to have the life that she wanted. Mm-hmm. And she even says like when she's pregnant, she's like, I'd rather have 30 minutes of like oh, the yeah. best life ever than like a whole life of feeling nothing, like right. of not having anything. Right. And that was like her viewpoint of like why she wanted to have this baby um and so yeah it's just like the whole time you just want her to like live a happy life and then it seems like when she's got it and you're like we're good she got the kidney transplant everything should be okay and it's like nope yeah well i mean none of that registered with me clearly <laughs> i'm too busy thinking like oh there's gonna be a mental illness oh my gosh yeah, yeah. no uh well yeah, uh, I mean, at the from there, like you know, they they have the funeral service, and Sally Field is that part where Sally Field is like she's upset that her daughter passed away, like she's kept it together mm-hmm. all up until this point where like now it's just like her and her friends mm-hmm. um, after the funeral service, mm-hmm. and she like breaks down. That's I was like, oh dang, mm-hmm. oof. But then yeah. Miss Clary adds a little bit of humor to the situation by like, here, punch Miss Weezer. Um, yeah, because Sally Field or like is slapper. like, yeah, Sally Field, she's like having this really emotional she's like, moment. So, and she's I'm really, so angry. Yeah, she's like, I'm, I'm so angry. I, I want to like hit someone so they can like feel the pain that I feel. Yeah, and Miss Clary is like, here, hit Miss Weezer. Do it. And Miss Weezer's like, what? No. Um, and then, yeah, Miss Clary is like, she's like, there's so many people that would have loved to do that. You just missed up a, a gold o- golden opportunity. <laughs> she um, says like whack the Weezer and it cracks. Whack me the Weezer, up. yeah. I'm, that's um, so funny. Yeah, and then they all start to laugh, and she like had some humor to the situation. Miss mm-hmm. Weezer gets all bitter about it, but then for like two seconds, yeah. <laughs> Clary just like you know pokes fun at her and is like, "Come on, you know I'm joking. I need to add some humor to the situation." Mm-hmm. I think Clary was probably my favorite of all of them mm-hmm. she's just like yeah she had she knew all the things to say mm-hmm. um you know she's very comforting yeah um yeah and then you find out that anel daryl hannah's character is pregnant and she uh wants to name her baby shelby if it's a girl and then they're like what if it's a boy and she's like well we'll just name it shelby <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the whole movie ends with like they're celebrating easter and they're about to do like the easter egg hunt and Nell's husband is dressed up as the um, the Easter Bunny, and then uh, she goes into labor, and she uh, yeah, and then Truvy, who is Dolly Parton's character, uh, and her husband Spud, um, they like get her in her car and they drive like hell mm-hmm. to that hospital, and their son, who is like this like scary biker guy, I guess. <laughs> um, he like gets the Easter Bunny because he's the husband. He's the father of the child. He like gets him on the back of his motorcycle, and so he's trailing like their <laughs> their uh, their SUV, and they are just like on the way to the hospital, and the mm-hmm. credits roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and while they're like celebrating Easter, uh, Clary tells Jack Junior, Shelby's son, mm-hmm. that she left behind. Um, a story about like Shelby and who she was. And then she also says there's this 
but there was this evil witch, Miss Weezer. Um, and then, like, but, like, so Miss Weezer is just this crabby person this whole time. And, like, Shelby reconnects her with, like, one of her ex-husbands, mm-hmm. Owen. Mm-hmm. And we see at the uh, Easter celebration that she's, like, now, like, with Owen. Um, and she sees, Miss Weezer sees Jack Jr. And is like, oh, like, oh, I'm going to go say hi to Jack Jr. And this is after Miss Clary just told her this story or told uh told him jack jr this story about like his mom and then the evil miss weezer um so miss weezer goes up to him she's like hi it's me it's miss weezer and then he immediately starts crying uh i thought that was hilarious yeah yeah it's so funny but that's that's the movie i yeah i really enjoyed it i would um definitely watch this again if it was you know it's just like on just like relax like let's just watch you know steel magnolias and I'm pretty sure it's called Steel Magnolias because Sally Field makes this point about how she stayed in the room when Shelby got taken off of life support. But like her brothers and um, dad, J- Drum, yeah. Jackson, mm-hmm. they couldn't like handle it. And mm-hmm. so they like left the room before she like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. her heart rate hit zero. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, it's funny, like men are supposed to be made of steel mm-hmm. um and like i'm assuming like that um, the mag the steel magnolias is it's kind of really representing like the magnolias are the, like these women we see them as these like precious flowers mm-hmm. but these women as we see throughout this movie like they're made of steel mm-hmm. and i thought that was great mm-hmm. yeah yeah that and that was that was just the whole movie mm-hmm. i love this movie it makes me miss home i like I will rap the South. <laughs> like, people will come for the South. But, like, and don't get me wrong. There's some parts of the South where it's like, I, I'm not messing with it. But in the South, everyone, like, it is like this movie where, like, everyone is your yeah. family, even if they're not related to you at all. And everyone just takes care of everyone. It's like everyone's your mom. They all love you so much. There's just so much love in, like, the communities in the South. And it's just like the best thing ever. It's like you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah, I grew up in California, so I kind of had this idea of what the South was like. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, like Civil War stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, one to now be living in Virginia, which is like barely called the South, the part that we're in, but mm-hmm. I think it's still qualifies um but also like watching this movie it's like yeah like people we kind of have this preconceived notion of like what the Mm -hmm. south is like and it's like no there's actually like so much Mm -hmm. beauty and love in the south Mm -hmm. so anybody that i know that lives in california Mm -hmm. um that well i would encourage them come visit you know (laughs) we'll go have some fun times yeah yeah it's just i don't know you feel like at home (laughs) right i don't even know how to describe it but but yeah so some fun facts that i have um so the director of this movie is named herbert ross never heard of him um he was not a great director he was very as everyone would say from working on the movie very hard director to work with um he would tell the women that they were bad at acting if they were if there was like a bad take what um yeah he uh so apparently he after a bad take 
from like with Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. He asked Dolly Parton, like, can you even act? And this is this is why I love Dolly. I love Dolly Parton, y'all. I think she is just like queen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she always knows what to say. She's just unapologetically herself. I love her. Um, and so she tells him. So he's like, can you act? And she's like, no, but it's your job to make me look like I can. <laughs> Which nice. is like, I feel like such a Dolly Parton thing to say. <laughs> um, like Dolly Parton does not take the crap. She's, she will, I don't, I'm, yeah, she's just great. Yeah. Um, apparently he made Julia Roberts cry. Like that's how bad he was. Wow. Um, how do you make Julia Roberts cry? Literally. I like want to fight him. I don't oh even know this man and I want to fight him. Um, so yeah, so there was that. Um, another fun fact, that cemetery scene where Sally Field has, you know, her whole moment. Yeah. Um, which by the way, like Sally Field is like phenomenal when it comes to these moments yeah. of like where she's angry, like her like out outburst in Mrs. Doubtfire, like is very I feel like along Still haven't s- seen it. You've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire? This is not the first time we've had this conversation. Okay, but I forgot. Oh my gosh. I have to add it to the list. Yeah. <laughs> I love I've seen, Mrs. Doubtfire. I've seen scenes, but I've never seen the whole thing. Okay. Remind me to add that to the list. Um, but yeah, but she's just like, she puts her whole body into it. Like she puts everything into those scenes. So I love that. But anyways, that cemetery scene was filmed all in one take. Um, third fun fact. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. Whoa yeah okay yeah um third so meg ryan was actually supposed to play shelby but this was the same year that when harry met sally came out so she had she was under contract and she got out of the contract to be in when harry met sally which i think was for the best i think this role was because that's our favorite movie that is my favorite movie yes i said our favorite our favorite movie sorry (laughs) um (laughs) yes that is our favorite movie i mean Um, it's okay it's it's not my favorite movie individually (laughs) but i think us as a unit it's our favorite movie and for you individually probably it's my favorite well it's probably in my top five or ten yeah 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 which says a lot i watch a lot of movies (laughs) i love when harry met sally i could watch it every single day um but yeah i think meg ryan is perfect for that and i think julia roberts julia roberts is perfect for this and julia roberts is like from the south she's from georgia um Last fun fact. This is just like a random funny one to me. Um, so Jack Jr. is actually a little girl. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's not, Jack Jr. is not even played by a boy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and there's a scene, and I picked up on this. Um, so there's the scene where like he's being bounced on. Like this is his first, first, yeah, first yeah, birthday. Yeah, first birthday. He's being bounced. And I remember being like, how come they're not showing Julia Roberts' head? Because that was not Julia Roberts. That was mm. That was the girl who played Jack Jr. That was her mom. <laughs> like her actual mom that makes sense <laughs> yeah because i was like this is such an awkward scene like they're not showing yeah i was Julia like Roberts. yeah i was like is she there is she dead <laughs> yeah nope that was not her. yeah that was not her that was uh the kid's actual mom okay yep but that's all i have there's a lot more about the movie but i just wanted to pick a few yeah i mean i don't have any other notes i mostly just kind of you know took notes on what happens in the movie and yeah, I mean, those are like my ultimate thoughts. Just like I would for sure watch this again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I would watch Heather's again. But... <laughs> yeah, Heather's is a lot. Like watching it for the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, this is it's hitting different now. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, before don't know how I feel about Heather's, but Steel Magnolias for sure, amazing movie. Watch that again. 
Yeah. Yeah. My favorite's Weezer. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah. She's so funny. And she's, she just, she says the funniest thing. She does say probably the funniest <laughs> things in the whole movie. Yeah. And her and Claire Reed together are just beautiful. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I'm Why ready not? to move along. All right. Um, so I got assigned Escape from New York. And I wrote quite a bit about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going to be kind of the same thing. But so synopsis. Um, basically, this film takes place in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in 1998? Uh, 1998? Oh, I think it's like 1996 or 7 or 8. Late 1990s. Let's go with that. Pretty sure. 1997. I wrote oh, okay, it down. Okay. okay. Um, I was like, I know I wrote it down somewhere. But this movie came out in 1981. Yeah. So it's set in the future, technically. Um, but basically, Manhattan... The whole city of Manhattan is a prison. And so around Manhattan, they have like walls, police, guards, everything. Because basically, um, it said that crime rose 400% in the U.S. So mm-hmm. a lot of crime and things like that. They, I guess, was like, we'll just keep everyone in Manhattan. Yeah, it was like in 1988, crime rose 400%. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember... If it said anything about, like, if World War Three had happened or anything. Yeah, there's, like, some war going on. There is, yeah, there is conflict. Yeah, which I'll come back to that. Yeah. Because that's, like, a point that I wrote down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yes, so Manhattan is a prison. Everyone who's in Manhattan cannot get out of Manhattan. They are prisoners. On this particular day that this movie is set... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's set in like overnight, like a one whole night. It, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so on this particular day, there is a woman who hijacks the president's plane yep. and crashes it into a building. And she's going on this whole rant about like how the government's trash yep. and all this stuff, which I watched this and I was like, this is wild. It's before 9-11. Like, yeah. I thought about crazy. that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't really show the plane crashing into a building. They show it on like a computer screen. Yeah. So it's not, um, well, it probably would have been way more expensive to have this huge spectacle, even if they shot it with miniatures. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I thought that I was like, oh, they're crashing a, a, a plane um, mm-hmm. in the middle of New York. So yeah, yeah, that was, I mean, 20 years before 9-11, yeah. so... Kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she crashes this plane and basically some of the prisoners that I guess find this crashed plane, they take the president hostage. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a specific person who's kind of the leader of that, and I'll come back to him. So a police commissioner named Hawk Hauk. 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 It's like H H A U K. Hauk, he bribes this man named Snake Plissken. And Snake Plissken... <laughs> Snake Plissken. <laughs> Snake Plissken. Coolest dude in the world. <laughs> he is played by Kurt Russell. Uh-huh. Um, and he... Basically, it's not even a bribe. It's kind of like, you do this or else. Yeah. Um, so he, the Hauk is like, oh... Let's just if, call him Hawk. I think it's probably easier. Well, that's not his name. I don't want to like call Hawk, him. It's like Hawk, Hauk. Okay. I don't know. You got a guy named Snake. <laughs> You okay. can call the other guy Hawk. Hawk. Okay. It might kind of makes there might be some <laughs> symbolism there. Okay. Well, Hawk is like, we'll 
pardon you if you bring the president back safely. Right. Um, and he's like, if you don't, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, they like inject him with these mm-hmm. little like pellets that are going to make his arteries explode in 24 hours. Yeah, he has 24 hours to save the president. Um, and so that is essentially what this movie is. Snake is running around trying to find where the president is that he can in get. Yeah, get, New York. <laughs> New York, the in prison. Manhattan. <laughs> um, so that he can get the president to safety and be pardoned. So as a setup... Um, just like that synopsis or that, like, you know, if you were telling somebody what this movie was about, uh, in my humble opinion, awesome, super cool setup. Like, oh, the president is inside Manhattan and it's a prison and Snake Pluskin. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) Snake Pluskin needs to go save him. He's got 24 hours. Um... It, I think that's just great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't say it's perfectly executed, but go on, go on. So yeah, so my overall thoughts. So seeing the different characters, seeing like what these prisoners kind of look like, the vibe that the movie was giving, honestly, it kind of gave me Rocker Hor- Rocky Horror Picture Show vibes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, with less like camp and a little bit more like hyper masculine and grungy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all the characters are very kind of like eccentric. They're all like performances are like very weird and like you're kind of watching this like this is a strange I was movie. <laughs> I was getting more like Mad Max vibes from those characters. Mm. Um but I fully understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of like my general just like overview of visually watching the movie now in terms of characters <laughs> oh let's hear it so i wrote down who the heck is snake Pliskin? because <laughs> first of all just like looking at him he wears an eye patch oh yeah there's no explanation as to why he wears an eye patch yeah. <laughs> um and he talks in a whisper yeah the whole yeah movie i'm like <laughs> Speak up. <laughs> I don't know like, what you're saying. My name is Snake. And granted, <laughs> I feel like he doesn't even really have lines. Like, he has very minimal dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just him literally running around the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so another point is that, again, so he, he has very little dialogue. Mm-hmm. We really don't get his backstory, per se. Mm-hmm. But every time he, used he to be meets... a soldier. Okay. Every time he meets a character, they go, hey, I know you. And they said, I heard you were dead. They all say the same thing every single time. And I'm like waiting for this moment of where they're going to be like, oh, this is why everyone's heard of him. This is why they all thought he was dead. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I think think that he, um, I think he was just like, he was a war hero. And Mm -hmm. this is where I think like the whole World War III thing it was a thing because there's a line where uh, Hawk says, um, like, you flew the gull wing over Leningrad or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. um, which, like, Leningrad is in Russia, so that assumes th- – and this, this gull wing is, like, this stealth plane um, that he uses to fly – that uh, Snake uses to fly into Manhattan, mm-hmm. um, and he lands on top of the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Um, with this plane, which like, 
such a small place to land, but he nails it mm-hmm. um, with, his with his grappling, grappling hook. hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was so stuck the on plane, the fact this plane had the a plane grappling, had a grappling hook. hook in order to help it stop on top of the World Trade Center. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, they say like, oh yeah, you flew the gold wing this plane over uh, Leningrad, which is you know like you're a new prisoner that's about to go in here anyway. So we're gonna because you are a war hero and you know how to fly this stealth plane. But if he's and, a war hero, why was he gonna be put in the prison in the first place? Like, what did he do? Oh, he robs a bank. Um, Who said that? When was that said? Never. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> So they were going to, they filmed a whole scene at the beginning where he robbed a bank. Um, and even if you go and find the musical score of the movie, there is like the second track uh, is called Bank Robbery. Um, but that's just never in the movie. Um, they didn't put it, they didn't put it in the movie. I don't, it just didn't make the final cut. Oh my gosh. Um, what? <laughs> that's like, that's the thing about this movie is that every single character you have no story you have no context to who they are yeah especially with snake like he has zero personality like none at all i, don't I know. love it <laughs> <laughs> like all i know is that he's a fit dude uh-huh. who's tasked with this thing he's got yeah this long luscious hair yeah and it's just like <laughs> there's nothing to this man yet I was rooting for him. <laughs> right, right. It's like, well, okay. I think the only thing I don't like about his character is that he has this god awful snake tattoo on his stomach. Um, oh, that was a tattoo. Yeah. I thought the criminals drew it on him. No, no. no. <laughs> I was like, did they draw that on? Because I thought because they put him at some point, it put him in this like boxing ring. Right, and he right, fights right. this man, and so I thought they had drew that on him as like I don't know, just to like distinguish like he's a snake. him. No, no, no. <laughs> That's his tattoo. (laughs) And it doesn't look good. It looks like a giant blob. Right. (laughs) That is so funny. Okay, I did not get that. I did not know that. Okay. Um, So yeah, so going back to characters that have no personality. So at some point along the way, um, Snake finds this guy through the help of this like cab driver yeah um the cab driver's name is cabby Cabby. yeah Yeah. um which i'll get back to cabby okay but um cabby is like oh we'll talk to this guy and the guy's name is brain which snake and brain know each other from outside of the prison probably because they were running jobs together (laughs) back in the day so yeah so we meet brain and brain is supposed to tell him where the duke is and the duke is the person who has the president. Um, the president. Yeah. So the Duke is like the leader of these prisoners, essentially. Right. So when it comes to Brain, I feel like he was the only character that did have a little bit of a story-ish. Right. But the way he's acted is so bland. Yes. Like the guy yes. acting. I'm pretty sure the guy that acts as him <laughs> is like a decent actor. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, at the end of like the credits when they do like all the names of the people and they do and so and so as so and so like mm-hmm. with blah blah and so and so as blah blah you know mm-hmm. like samuel L. jackson is nick fury or something um like this guy had that mm-hmm. um which that's usually when when they do that in movies it's it's just like a part mm-hmm. of the contract like the uh, mm-hmm. the actors like just negotiate that out in their contract to like have their name listed that way because it makes them like seem more important. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact that like that actor like had that mm-hmm. uh, made me think like, oh, this guy's gonna be like a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just plays this character so 
dull. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my point (laughs) of like, yes, he was like one of the only characters that had a little bit of a backstory-ish. We kind of, you know, if anyone, we should get the most emotional tied to this dude. Um, but because he was so bland, I remembered nothing about him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember his face. <laughs> I do remember his face. I, I literally, you could show me a picture and be like, who is this? And I'd be like, I've never seen that man in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there was nothing to his character for me. And I felt no tie to him. Um, he is in this like relationship with a girl named Maggie, mm-hmm. who was like super cool, bombshell. Um, but again, we know zero about her. So at the end, she like ends up basically sacrificing herself, one, to avenge Brain because Brain blows up. Um, and then... <laughs> yeah, he just blows up. Well, yeah, he, they're he crossing blows. a bridge With that's got a bunch it. of mines on it. Yeah. And he accidentally steps on one. Yeah, so he blows up. And then to, I essentially, like, I'm guessing to help Snake and the president get away. Right. So she sacrifices she... herself. And I was like, I don't care. Because I don't know anything about this girl. Right, yeah. We don't know anything about her. We don't really even know anything about her and Brain's relationship. Exactly. And just looking at the two, I'm like, I don't buy it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, how? Like, what am I supposed to feel in these moments? Because I feel nothing. Um. So, yeah. So, getting to Cabby really quick. Okay. I don't want to spend a lot of time on Cabby. But Cabby... Um, he, of all the characters, has the most personality. He's a very sweet, what seems like, well, the very little bit of interaction we get with Cabby. He seems very sweet, very bubbly, which makes me wonder how he ended up in the prison. Like, what did he do? Um, but, yeah, good point. Yeah, but, yeah, during the escape, he also dies. And it's just kind of like, you know, I didn't know the man. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Moving on. Um, and so then the last person is the Duke. And I feel like, you know, it's okay if the other ones didn't have their backstory, didn't have their personality or whatever. It's what, I can look past that. But I feel like the Duke would have made such an interesting character yeah. had they given the Duke some sort of backstory, a better motive as was to why he was doing what he did. Him. Exactly. Yeah. Or how he even got in this leadership position. Right. There was nothing. Right. And I'm like... This was such a missed opportunity. Yeah. He was like the one character. I was very interested in seeing how he played out. I thought the Duke was like, yeah, a, like a cool character. Mm-hmm. He's got these crazy chandeliers on the front of his car, <laughs> which is like, wow. Go you. How? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, he just, he captures the president and then he's just the guy that Snake has to go get the president from. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like... There could have been so much more. <laughs> there could have been so much more. Um, and so this kind of brings me to my overall, well, I've already said like overall thoughts, but like my wrap up of once the movie finished, what was I thinking? Um, and the movie is literally, it's really just a bunch of running around. Right. It's just a bunch of going here, going there, talking to this person, not even talking to this person. Cause again, there's very little dialogue, honestly, right. throughout the movie. So it's just a bunch of running around. It's a bunch of really bad visual effects. <laughs> and it's, it's 1981. <laughs> yeah, I'll let I'll let that slide because at least that was entertaining. Like that was funny. Yeah. Um. But by the end of the story, I was like, "What's the moral of the story? What mm-hmm. it was? What was I supposed to get out of that? Because at the end, this president, the president has this cassette tape. Right. And on cassette tape, it's like. 
some nuclear like something about uh, nuclear power yeah, that the u.s like, plans to use for the war or whatever yeah the, i think they wanted to retrieve the tape because he's about to go to this when he's in his plane before it gets like taken down in, mm-hmm. in you know plunged into manhattan mm-hmm. he is on his way to the summit meeting with other world leaders mm-hmm. and he his plan is to share this tape this recording of this tape to i guess give everybody else mm-hmm. the like crabby patty secret formula um <laughs> like of yeah. how to of how to make like nuclear weapons i think yeah yeah it's something like that and then basically snake like switches out the tapes gives them a fake one that's just like music right and then like destroys the one that the president was supposed to you know share with everybody right um and so you have this moment of like okay so is this like about like is this just about war sucks don't like we shouldn't be in war because if so what the heck does that have to do with this whole prison thing like you have this whole prison system that you're like man this is wild this is like kind of messed up and then it's like these two things don't really coincide yeah and so you're just left with like what's the point and even with the prisoners like they capture the president and even their motive doesn't seem very focused they're like let us go and then we'll get rid of the president or whatever like it's just I don't know. There was just, it was lacking so much. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. No, I don't, um, I don't disagree with your points. Uh, yeah. I mean, at the end, I just wrote like, so we got this supermax, supermax prison created by the government in like one of America's like biggest cities. Uh, and now we've got this guy, Snake Plissken, who's a former soldier and we're at war and he's helping the government but also he doesn't like the government because they're basically like taking his life hostage to have him help them mm-hmm. and so by the end when he like tears up that tape it's like okay so if it feels like the movie's taking this like anti-government stance mm-hmm. um and like anti-war stance and i guess like snake plissken is just like a product of the system Mm -hmm. um so he's bitter and he's like screw the system i don't know but i just wrote like there are no heroes in this story (laughs) and it's i think it can be perfectly summed up as it's just corrupt people corrupted by a corrupt system corrupted by corrupt people oh my gosh (laughs) it's just there was that that bridge not there's that's, that's still not even a bridge just like that as a moral as a takeaway it's, it's just kind of like i'm not did it need the whole prison aspect i'm to not it? sure <laughs> the movie's even tr- like i'm not sure you're supposed to watch this movie and, and be like wow that stance that they took just powerful stuff no it's like i mean it didn't have to be as like, i said <laughs> earlier like snake plissken going into the prison he's got to get the president it did have to be powerful in that sort of sense but there's so much opportunity for like some at least a clear statement as to like boom mic drop this is what this movie is and it just like wasn't like i don't know i was like oh because with the setup of the movie being like oh all these prisoners are just like in manhattan they can't get out right. and then you start to meet these characters and you're like well what did they do to even get up in here and right. that that's not really they're answered. just there but like that's what i'm saying i'm like that could have been an opportunity to talk about i don't know the criminal justice system and like what if there's people who don't deserve to like be placed in this space you make a lot of great yeah points. and yeah. like how we just like throw people who have criminal histories into the margins and like they're 
have to fend for themselves. I was like, that could have been a great. <laughs> this movie was written, um, directed, and scored by John Carpenter, yeah. who's famous for uh, making Halloween, The Thing, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like, have many questions is, is for John Halloween Carpenter. trying to like make a point about anything? I Halloween's think, a Halloween movie, so I, no. Okay, I know. <laughs> okay, well, I I plan on giving you big trouble in Little China at some point. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess my point is like John Carpenter doesn't really make movies that are like trying to make too much of a statement. Mm-hmm. They're just like good, fun movies to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, but then it's, it's like that's where I'm, I guess that's where I'm struggling. It's because even if this is like supposed to be a good fun movie to watch, it does have that like kind of ending like statement. Right, 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 right. And so well, it's like if you're gonna do it, do it. I guess if I you're just not, don't expect don't. <laughs> anything in terms of like subtext <laughs> from John Carpenter. Got you. Got <laughs> I, you. I really, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but granted. I did enjoy watching this movie. I thought it was very fun. Right. <laughs> it was well. I watched it in parts. I fell asleep the first yeah, when we tried to watch asleep. it. Um, so it, it took me a, a few sec- times to watch this. But I do have two questions. Okay. The first is: Did this become? Did this come out before or after Halloween? It came out after Halloween. Okay. So this is another issue that I have with okay. the movie. The score. There was a part in the movie where it was literally the like the song from like halloween but like it seemed a slightly I, tweaked a little it's so i don't know of any other directors that also score, score their, their own, own movies. movies yeah and so like john carpenter yeah he did halloween he did mm-hmm. escape from new york i haven't checked if he did the score of his other movies that we you know mm-hmm. know and love mm-hmm. but um i it definitely just I think the instruments that he used sound mm-hmm. very similar to Halloween. It's kind of but even I mean, it's like got the, this even like the tone, synth, even yeah. the, it was like it was that same like. But that it wasn't that though. It was. It was. It wasn't. I was listening to the soundtrack in the car the other day, and I was like, no, it's distinct. I did not find that when I was listening to it. I was like Halloween, and that's when I asked you. I literally sat there and I was like, wait a second, did John Carpenter do the score for this too? And you were like, yeah, and I was like. I thought That's you were asking Halloween. that because this movie opens up with like a really long credit sequence. As which it always does. Halloween <laughs> did that too. Yeah. yeah. No, I because I didn't realize he did the score for it until I heard that. And I was like, why does that sound familiar? That's Halloween. And I was like, oh, John, John, John Carpenter. Carpenter directed this. Yeah. Did he also do the score? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I I I like John Carpenter. Like I like his movies. I don't think he's really yeah. made a good movie in a minute, uh-huh. um, or even made a movie in a minute. Yeah. Um, Did he not like work on the new Halloweens at all? No. no. Mm-hmm. Um, they did make a sequel to Escape from New York called Escape from L.A. <laughs> and then and you said that's like, like horrible. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, it came out in like 1996. But mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't seem good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, like, I, I love Halloween. I love that movie. But yeah, I don't know. Just there were like, bad Halloween movies that came oh, out yes, after yes. the original Halloween. Yeah, I only like the original. But like, when I when I was watching this movie and then I heard that and it like I was like, oh, this sounds like Halloween. 
that like made my whole perception of John Carpenter so much worse. Cause oh. I like seeing Halloween, I'm like, he's genius. He's amazing. This is an amazing movie. Like the score is awesome. And then like to hear something that sounded kind of the same, yeah. I was like, oh, he's just redoing the same oh thing over gosh. and over. You'd be surprised to find out just how influential this movie is. I, oh, I believe it. And I'll get into it later, but, um, <laughs> I have one more question. Yes, go ahead. Um, do you know anything about how this movie was shot? Like the outdoor scenes, were those on like stage sets? Like, or was it on location somewhere? Or? Most of the movie is actually filmed in St. Louis. Interesting. Yeah. They look very much like sets in like a, well, on a stage somewhere. So, right. So all of the, cause there's like junk and stuff like everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's like Things ruined burning. cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they would like go to the junkyard and just like pick things out. Wow. And that's how they like, cause this movie was only made on a $7 million budget. Mm-hmm. So like, that's how they saved money was they just like would go mm-hmm. to the junkyard and get real mm-hmm. junk. <laughs> wow. Um, what was, there was another part of your question. Oh, um, yeah, so most of the like the outdoor scenes are filmed in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only parts that were filmed in New York are like the opening skyline shot of New mm-hmm. York mm-hmm. and the part where they're on uh, Liberty Island, mm-hmm. at also at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently that was the first time any film crew had ever been given permission to film at, on Liberty Island before. I believe that. I mean, like, I feel like nothing can, gets filmed in New York because, like, it's impossible. How do you block off the things you need to block off like right oh yeah, yeah. It's, like it's nothing's really filmed yeah. in new york but... like everything is completely desolate yeah in this movie yeah so it would have been totally impossible for them to do that right but i did think like because it does look so staged like i was like oh did they film everything like on a studio lot somewhere like in la no, or something they, well i mean they probably i think they like yeah they just like shut down everything uh, mm-hmm. for a few blocks at a time when they were filming at night mm-hmm. and that was kind of it got you they did um i did read this piece of trivia i don't know if this is true but it was on imdb trivia <laughs> um that like kurt russell had while they were filming the movie mm-hmm. he was like out at night and he like encountered some like local hoodlums um but uh, they like left him alone because they realized he kind of looked like a scary dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I mean, it's like Snake Plissken. He's too cool. Don't mess with that guy. <laughs> it's like, I love Kurt Russell so much, but seeing his like work as like a younger dude, I'm like, I like older Kurt better. <laughs> okay, I got it. So, I. I got some fun facts um, about that. So Kurt Russell really like rallied to get this role because mm-hmm. he was trying to shed his Disney image. So when he was younger, he did a lot of Disney movies. Mm. And so this was like his first chance to break Big out as be like yeah. this action guy. And now we, we know him much more as this like grizzled action guy. So mm-hmm. th- there you go. Yeah. I feel like... I really only know him from Guardians and from like... Oh my God. What is that Christmas movie? Christmas Christmas Chronicle. You can do... But like there's just something about him, like older him that's like very endearing. I love love older... I just like Kurt Russell, period. And he's aged 
very well. He has aged very well. Yeah. And I love his relationship with Goldie Hawn. I'm like, they're so cute. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, other other fun facts. Um, everybody that says, I thought you were dead, mm-hmm. dies. Wow. Yeah. And Snake Plissken does not. <laughs> well, he wouldn't say that to They himself. all thought he was dead. Just kidding. <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, this movie is like, uh, it's, it, it, yeah, it has influenced other things. Um, probably the most notable would be the uh, video game series Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. um, which is directed by Hideo Kojima. Mm-hmm. He he really likes this movie. Um, Kojima, as a game director, is very influenced visually by the movies that he enjoys the most and watches. And there is so much clear influence mm-hmm. when you play Metal Gear Solid um but mm-hmm. from this movie for example the main character in metal gear solid his name is solid snake <laughs> and everybody refers to him as snake um... <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate that. <laughs> and because because this movie was trying to go for like this futuristic vibe right there are these parts where they kind of have these like wireframe images or it's like it's like the government is using their uh like tracking devices like they've got their screens and mm-hmm. you see like the city and whatnot mm-hmm. um so because actual computers that would render all of that at the time were way too expensive all of that was actually filmed practically. It's like it's all just like a black miniature that they like drew neon lines on all the corners of everything, mm-hmm. which I, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But also uh, the reason I also bring that up is because aesthetically that visually um, carried over into Metal Gear Solid. Like Metal Gear Solid 1 mm-hmm. totally borrows that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Metal Gear Solid 2... Mm-hmm. There's a part where Snake is, uh, he has to use an alias. He like doesn't want to reveal who he is to this person, but he also wants to help this person out. They're like, what's your name? Because they know who Solid Snake is, but he doesn't want them to know that he's Solid Snake. So he says... Does he say Pliskin? He says, my name's Pliskin. Oh! <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Why? Okay. And then in Metal Gear Solid 3... Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 takes place like 50 years before the rest of the series, and it follows uh, Naked Snake, who is actually Solid Snake's uh, father. Technically, Solid Snake is like a clone made from Naked Snake, and he's also got a twin brother named Liquid Snake. It's I am not going to get into too deep on the Metal Gear Solid story because it's crazy complicated. However... Um, in Metal Gear Solid 3, it takes place during the Cold War, and Naked Snake is like this soldier, looks and sounds just like the snake that we know, um, but he's like in Russia. There's a part about halfway through the game where he gets his eye shot out, and then he just has an eye patch for the rest of the game, just like Snake Plissken. <laughs> How do you fall in love with a character to this extent that has no personality? It's just, he's just, just like a cool... <laughs> American guy. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, the first time I ever watched this movie was because 
I knew about that influence. Like, mm-hmm. because I, I played the, the first time I played a Metal Gear Solid game was in like eighth grade or something. Mm-hmm. And they're great games. I love them. Um, the story is really hard to follow, but mm-hmm. like, they're great. And the snake character, he, I would definitely say Kojima does a much better job at giving that type of character, like a personality and a backstory. Mm-hmm. And, like making them interesting much more than like John Carpenter was able to do. Um, but like when I found out, like when I first saw like the poster for escape from New York or no, not the poster, but like, I I just, I heard that there was like inspiration and I watched the trailer and I was like, Holy crap. (laughs) That is solid snake. Oh my God. I have to watch this movie. Um, (laughs) did they like legal, like, do they have to go through legal measures to be able to do that in their games? Well, no, his name's Snake. He's a different yeah, character then, like, whose name like, just Pliskin happens to be Snake. And... They spell Pliskin differently. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> his name's not Snake Pliskin. He's a guy named Snake disguising himself as a guy named Pliskin. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> they finessed the system they with that did. one. <laughs> they did. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I've got some other notes, but they're just not quite as important. Um... The you know I brought up this game Batman Arkham City before mm-hmm. um, when we, I think it was in our bonus episode we were talking about uh, the Batman. Well, in the game Batman Arkham City, um, they take part of Gotham City and they close it off and they they combine um, the Blackgate Prison with Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. um, and it becomes like its own supermax prison. And mm-hmm. so watching this movie, I'm like, oh, Arkham City. 100% was taking inspiration from Escape from New York mm. with that setup. So there's that. Wow. So basically, I guess this movie has influenced video games. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Well, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with everything that you said. Like there are some parts of this movie that just kind of feel like off mm-hmm. and awkward. Mm-hmm. There's that part where he's like talking to this woman inside of a chock full of nuts um, bar mm-hmm. and she says like oh i heard I, yeah. I heard you were dead and then like they're like just this gang of people called the crazies or something mm-hmm. pop out of the floor and just take her down he's like whoa and he just yeah. runs away but that wasn't even the weird part of that scene for me i even wrote this down because they're like talking and then all of a sudden they start making out i'm like this is a stranger this is a random oh were person. they making out yeah they like kiss right before that. she gets taken through the ground and i'm like what <laughs> why yeah, yeah uh the other thing that <laughs> i kind of have like a huh thing about was that part where they 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 grab him and they put him in the uh, the boxing ring and he's fighting that big dude and he's got this like bat with like nails in it. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is just tossing Snake around and the way that he ends up defeating him is he just like punches him in the stomach and then the guy is just like immobilized. He's like ooh because he got punched in the stomach and then he whacks him in the head oh. and it's just it's very like um, theatrical <laughs> combat you know like. <laughs> choreography wasn't quite there what was even the reason for that whole scene honestly what did it add to the story world building (laughs) (laughs) it added absolutely nothing to the story other than let's throw this in there yeah i agree um also when they are 
just the just the fact there's this map that has the locations of all these different uh, mines on this bridge as we brought up earlier um just them talking about like this map it's just like super like if you're not reading the subtitles and fully paying attention like you're gonna miss all these details Mm -hmm. and then when they're actually running across this bridge trying to avoid these mines they are doing the absolute worst (laughs) job of trying to avoid these mines and even brain's like no guys we got to go left and then he immediately jumps on a mine it's like (laughs) huh and um as you as you brought up like maggie like sacrifices herself she like you know gets hit by a car like the duke's car and then there's this shot of like her on the ground all like bloody um so apparently originally they didn't have that shot and they had they had filmed the movie and john carpenter was doing like um test screenings and apparently a young 15 year old jj abrams gave feedback that it wasn't clear that her character was dead wow and so they like filmed that shot of her like dead on the ground Mm -hmm. in like a garage and they just added it to make it clearer like her character died Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of neat. I'm like, oh wow, J.J. Abrams, that's so random. <laughs> um. Anyway, I guess the the last thing I want to say was that, like, the acting is not great in this movie. So in a sense, it kind of feels like I could have acted them out with my friends. <laughs> they just had more money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, there's barely even any dialogue. Right. Honestly. Like, the most dialogue is from Hawk, I would say. Yeah. He's the one who talks the most, and he did a good job at his I, job. Right. I, I like Hawk. He's played by Lee Van Cleef, who mm-hmm. is an amazing actor. He mm-hmm. is the bad in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, mm-hmm. um, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was super cool that they had him in this movie. Mm-hmm. Though apparently I read that he only did one day of filming. <laughs> no dialogue i'm telling you the script had to have been so short because i swear every character gets a page of lines maybe yeah (laughs) and kurt's whispering all his so it didn't even matter what he's really saying he could be saying anything well you know kurt's like when he was younger he's like i'm the world's strongest man or whatever like he was in a movie called like the world's strongest man or something Mm -hmm. um and he's like this kid and now he comes in like, yeah, I can't blame him for wanting to be like, I'm Snake. But it's not even like that. He's like, psh, 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 psh. oh my god. <laughs> well, I will say, uh, Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid talks exactly like that. Oh my god! And it's iconic. <laughs> this is Snake. I have no intention to play Metal Gear Solid unless you unless assign, I assign it. it. I don't know. I might. Uh, maybe they're not the Is original it like a shooter game not not really no am i like fighting a lot though it's it's called tactical espionage action it's i think my favorite one of the whole series is probably well okay it's probably metal gear solid 3 mm-hmm. and that's the one that like it takes place in the jungle like that one like is the perfect blend of like cool story and good gameplay i think the later ones are like you're not as invested in the story, but the gameplay is like so much better. Mm-hmm. But because then, like Metal Gear Solid One, is probably worst gameplay, but like excellent story. And it all because it all takes place in this like one base. And like if they ever adapt a movie, which they're working on it, they casted Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake um, with 
Jordan Vote Roberts as the director. Um, you know, if they ever actually get that off the ground, I'd be really interested in seeing it because the story of the original Metal Gear Solid, super awesome, super tight, gameplay-wise, not the best. And I think probably for that reason, mm-hmm. I that would be the only reason I wouldn't give it to you because mm-hmm. I think you would have a really hard time with it. Probably. I could I could play it now and totally get it, mm-hmm. but it's just like it's not that it's hard to figure out. It's just it's just dated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, was there another <laughs> point to that whole thing? Oh. No. Uh. Yeah. No. Just metal. Oh well. So yeah. Like Snake just talks exactly like that, and it just and it works so well. He's like. Does it? Yeah. Psycho Mantis. Shadow Moses. Oh yeah, it's great. I love. I just I yeah, the whole the whole thing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Anyway, yeah, um that's that's everything. That's it. So, let's do our assignments. All right. Should Ooh. I assign first? Uh go for it. Okay. This week, we're not doing a theme. We're just back to our regular schmegular thing uh-huh um i want to assign you a video game oh yes okay i want you to play arise oh okay yeah, yeah. you like just started playing that i well it's been a few weeks have you I, finished I, it no i haven't finished it <laughs> does it qualify then yes it does okay because i've played enough of it i've put enough have you put in I five hours so. if i put in five hours and i come to the podcast next week I mean, Will you I might be, be ahead of than me. You are? Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna keep playing this week, so that I'm. I think I'm decently ahead. Okay. But regardless, it's all kind of essentially the same. Okay. So I want you to play that and Sweet. talk about it. Yeah, I'm. I'd love getting a video game for homework. So mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah, I'm all in on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to give you a show. We just finished watching B Stars. So yes. I. <laughs> um, uh, I so, love that. Yeah. <laughs> Louise. Um, so I figured it would be a good time to give you a new anime to watch. Ooh, exciting. Um, and I'm still I'm still deciding between two in my head. I haven't made the final decision. Make so it in whichever three, one two, one, say it. Hunter X Hunter. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. I think you'll really like it. I think I will too. I need to I need to pick back up on uh Haikyuu? No. My hero. <laughs> oh, my hero, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh yeah. I know. I, I keep forgetting you were watching that. Now that I'm some of a break, I'll just watch it. It's well, really, we just keep watching everything together, so yeah, well yeah. I, have time. I I haven't seen season five of My Hero and you're mm-hmm. halfway through season four, so once you finish that, we can start watching that together. Hunter x Hunter is like 160 episodes and we are for sure watching it subbed. This is one where I like, I will not budge <laughs> like, well, I know you wouldn't want to watch it dubbed anyway, but no. this is one that I'm just like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> we are not watching that dubbed. Um, so, but because it's 160 episodes that we have yeah. to watch subbed, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. cause we have to like, Fully pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm excited. Good. Uh, it's I'm on my excited list of too. I get to watch. Yeah, I get to play a game for the first time. <laughs> All right. All right. We will see you guys next week. All right. See you then. Bye. Bye.